Good morning, Fritz Berger and bloodandfaith.com. It is the 24th of February, 2024. I was very encouraged this week with uh, a couple of different podcasts that I like to listen to. One of them's uh, Jack Posobiec's, I forget the name, Human Events, he calls it. And of course, I always like uh, uh, Steve Bannon's uh, War Room. And I, yeah, I, I love, I, the War Room is completely appropriate because uh, there is a war going on. It's been going on for since the day of creation. And uh, I think it's finally time that uh, a few folks woke up, a few, at least a few folks here in the United States. We've been so used to having a nice and easy and cushy life, um, led by our pastors, led by our, our spiritual leaders, our priests, whoever it is. Get along, go along, uh, keep our heads down, keep our mouths shut. And, um, you know, you can live your, your, your good life and the Antichrist won't be upset with you and the beast won't be upset with you and... and uh, uh, the talking heads won't be upset with you, and the professors won't be uh, upset with you. A lot of us went through university, uh, whether it's grad school or under, undergraduate school, and, and there's always this tension between the uh, evangelical Christians and the professors who say, <laughs> you're just a bunch of idiots, and the evangelical Christian kids, kids, literally teenagers, many of us, were uh, trying to um, live out our faith on a daily basis in, in these uh, giant cesspools of of uh, blasphemy and arrogance against Jesus Christ, and um, it, it kind of made us who are who we were, made us who we are, and uh, that's that's all important. Uh, but we become accustomed to the idea that they rule the world and they are supposed to rule the world, and um, we are supposed to simply be little candles in the wind, so to speak. Uh, candles in the darkness, shine our uh, shine our Jesus light on. Turn our little Jesus light on, and the world goes on on about us. And and what we've learned <clears throat> in my lifetime, I think in my lifetime, I think I'm, uh, uh, I think I can say that is that that's really a not a it's not a good option. Uh, th- the idea that we can exist in an antichrist world is is not a true statement. I, I don't think that's a true statement at all. The idea that Christianity can exist in a society dominated by the Antichrist is not a true statement. Now, I don't care if you believe the Antichrist is this individual person <clears throat> or a spirit that rejects that Jesus is the Messiah. It, it, as far as I'm concerned, where I, where I sit today, it's all the same. It's that Antichrist spirit that rejects Jesus Christ, that rejects the Holy Scriptures, which are from Jesus Christ, that rejects the Ten Commandments, which are from Jesus Christ. And at some point, we, we have woken up. I think we've woken up in America. We're starting to wake up in America. And we've said, you know what? This doesn't work. You can't... And it goes back to my theme of, of a third path. There is no third path. There is no third path. The third path is what Satan offered Eve. Satan didn't say, hey, Eve, you can serve me or you can serve God. Make your choice. No, that, that's not what he said. He said, Eve, you don't have to serve either one of us. You can be smart enough. Go your own way. That's the great deception. Later on, Eve's talking to, to Jesus Christ, talking to the Lord, talking to God. And she says very clearly, the, the serpent deceived me and I ate. It's the great deception. It's the deception. And I've struggled with this my whole life. If you're a human being and you think you are a political animal, you are a political creature. If you're a human being and you think and you speak and you read, you're a political creature. Now, the degree to which you're involved in that is, is, is highly vari- variable. 
your politics may be, I, I'm going to sell everything and go live in the woods. That certainly was me at many points in my life. It is even now. <laughs> sell everything go live in the woods. <clears throat> Why deal with this stuff? <clears throat> Excuse me. Why deal with this nonsense? Why deal with this nonsense? Well, the answer is clear. We're required to. This is non-optional. If you're a Christian, it's non-optional. You must turn and face the dragon. You must turn and face the dragon. You have to. Hiding away in our own little uh, 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 forest solitudes, our little castles in the mountains, th that's non-optional. You have to turn and face the dragon. Wherever God's placed you, you've got to turn and face the dragon. And, and when he's coming at you, you've got to turn around and face him. There's no armor on our back. You've got to turn and face him. You gotta face the darkness and, and, and squirt the light into the darkness and let let them scream. Let them scream. Let them scream. The United States has sought the third path. And and like the devil, the devil's got his church, the devil's got a synagogue, the devil has his own little babies, Satan's little babies. I could tie the two together historically, but why be so controversial, right? And they go out and they spread the darkness and they spread the deceptions and they spread the lies. And one of the lies is, hey, there's a third path. You can have a politically neutral society, a morally neutral society where everybody's acceptable, everybody's accepted, everybody can get along, and we can have a wonderful, amoral, secular society. And, and it, it, we've proven, the United States has proven that this is false. We've proven that this is false. If, if you take America in 2024 and say, hey, you know, the, the secular, uh, morally neutral people have taken over and won, we don't live in a, in a, in a neutral society. And, and for those that are against Christian nationalism and they say you can't impose your morality upon us, that very statement is an imposition of morality. To say you can't impose your morality on somebody else is, a, is an imposition of morality. I mean, this stuff is real basic logic. And when you impose diversity, equity, and inclusion on, on, on society in your workplace, that is absolutely an imposition of morality. It's not an imposition of logic. Logic would say, hey, put the best people at the top, and if they're all of one race, fine. DEI says, oh, no, 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 we have to right historical wrongs. We have to right historical wrongs. So we've got to go back and say who've been, who've been wronged. And, and the only proof that, that somebody's been wronged is maybe they ended up at the bottom of the, bottom of the list for promotions. That's it. And you say, well, they're, you know, they have this characteristic. Therefore, uh, it's, it's discriminatory. Um, and we can't even have a discussion on whether or not they had the IQ to compete with other people of higher IQs. So there's no such thing as a morally neutral society. It doesn't exist. Every law is an imposition of morality. Laws against murder are an imposition of morality. Laws against vandalism are an imposition of morality. And we've come to a point in society where we say, well, some people can commit uh, vandalism, but others cannot. Uh, Antifa and BLM can commit all the vandalism they want <clears throat> because they're on the side of righteousness but the J6ers can't. We're going to throw them in jail for hundreds and hundreds of years. Not even give them a trial, many of them. Now, what upsets the talking heads, the 
actors and actresses that get paid millions of, of, of dollars to act like newscasters. Is that Christians are finally waking up to this fact. Christians and white people. Oh, this bothers them. This bothers them deeply. That Christians and white people would wake up and say, you know what, we don't have to live this way. We don't have to be somebody else's, uh, uh, you know, something they're just beating around all the time. We don't have to live that way. We don't have to be their doormat. And of course, this is how critical theory works. You find out who's got the power, and then you do everything you can to destroy that. Problem is, they have nothing to build society in place of the European culture and the Christian faith. They don't. They have nothing to replace it with except totalitarianism, which is, I don't know, Mao's China, <clears throat> Stalin's Russia, uh, Cambodia under, under Pol Pot. And that's where we're on the cusp of that. We're on the brink of that. That is the natural progression. And the alternative is a Christian society. And for me, and for my house, a Christian and European society. Because Chinese Christians are, think differently than European Christians. African Christians think differently than European Christians. Who am I to impose my Eurocentric values on the Africans or the Chinese? They'll flourish and have a culture that is different than my own, different than the Europeans. Northern Europeans have different cultures than Southern Europeans. This idea that we're all the same is just nonsense. It's insulting. It's insulting to the African, to the Chinese, to the European, to the Italian, to the Norwegian. It's insulting to everybody. It's insulting to the men. It's insulting to the women, saying, oh, men and women, they're all the same. It's insulting to everybody. It's unscientific. It's insulting. And, and the fact that we're standing up to it is, well, it's common sense. And, and you sit back, and somebody's going to sit back at some point, and they go, why, why didn't they wake up earlier? Why didn't you wake up earlier? Why did you put up with this not? Why did you ever put up with this nonsense? Ever, that boys can be girls and girls can be even Mister Rogers knew that, that that's not the case. Why did you put up with this nonsense in your workplace? And there's many to answer to that. <clears throat> One is we didn't, you know, we didn't ask for it. It was imposed upon all of us by a small group of anti-Christ uh, influencers coming out of the universities. I like to pick on the universities because I got my parchment from there. And, and, and the, the students are told, this is right, this is wrong, this is moral, this is immoral, this is evil, this is not evil. So, so much for a, a morally neutral society. The university professors certainly don't believe that. Otherwise, they wouldn't go on at length about you know, being anti-racist and anti-colonialist and this and that and the other thing. They absolutely have a moral agenda, and it's a, an amoral, amoral agenda. Someday people are going to stand out and say, what, what was wrong with those Americans in, in, in the 2020s and in the 20 teens and in the, in the 20-aughts? Why did they even put up with this stuff? <clears throat> part of it is brainwashing through the universities. Part of it is brainwashing through the mass media. A lot of it, in my opinion, is the silence of the churches, the ignorance of pastors, the lack of manly courage amongst pastors, and I get it. Nobody wants to be called racist, sexist, homophobic, anti-Semitic. Nobody wants to be called that stuff. But it, that's what it's going to take. This is how they've. This is how they've enslaved us. It's through our, our own moral cowardice and our own intellectual weakness. We haven't recognized those terms for what they what they are. They're cudgels that have beaten us into submission. 
those terms are moral cudgels that have beaten us into submission. They're moral and intellectual cudgels. Whips. Sticks. That we've been beaten into intellectual and moral submission with. Guilt. Guilt. Accusations. <coughs> Satan is known as the accuser of the brethren. Accuse. 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 J'accuse. You're racist. You're anti-Semitic. You're homophobic. You're intolerant. You're divisive. And, and, and the church, you know, if there's one thing that I can say that will get you free of this stuff is to abandon those terms. They're not Bible terms. <coughs> these aren't Bible terms. And you've, you've taken these terms upon our, our yourself, ourselves, as, as, as the church, even the pastors, especially the pastors, and say, so, well, I don't want to be accused of these certain sins that aren't sins at all, because I know much how much power it has over uh, myself and over everybody in the congregation. And, and if I go out there and I do these things that somebody can accuse me of being racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anti-Semitic, I will lose my church. I will lose my pastorate. I will lose my congregation. Um, you know, my church might burn to the ground. People are going to hate me. They're going to turn away from God. And so the accuser of the brethren rules over the brethren. The accuser of the brethren rules over the brethren. And, and so much for your morally neutral society. All those things are moral terms that you're imposing on other people. Well, you can't be this. Well, who are you to say I can't impose my morality upon others if that's what you all are doing? The answer is, the answer is always goes back to Jesus Christ. It's, these are the same people that Jesus Christ accused of being hypocrites 2,000 years ago. They haven't gone away. They may have changed their clothes. They may have changed their language. They have not changed their modus operandi. They haven't changed how they do things. They have not changed how they, they've got a separate morality that they've invented that they're imposing on people and accusing them of evil if they don't comply. And the church is silly enough to submit to that. The white people are silly enough to submit to that. Oh, Fritz, you can't talk about white people. Sure I can. I have, I am, and I will. I love my own race. I love my race. No apologies. Fifth commandment commands me to honor my ancestors. That's a whole other thing that you've heard me talk about here at bloodandfaith.com. So in 2024, we've got this big shakeout going on. Finally, people are waking up. Christians are waking up. Some pastors are waking up. Very, very few. White people are waking up. They've, 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 they've shrugged off. Even the secular, atheistic white folks are just saying, you know, I'm sick and tired of being called a racist. I know, I know some of these people. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We're done with that. Now, do they have the courage to go out there and endure the wrath of, of the, you know, the, the, the Antichrist uh, uh, moral crusaders who are against racism in all its forms? Probably not. One of, the, one of the advantages the Christian has is, is we know we will be judged by Almighty God on the judgment day. That's one of the advantages that we have. I don't know that an atheist has that. The atheist may say, hey, let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Paul said that. He said, listen, if there is no resurrection, I'm, he says, I'm the most miserable of all men. I'm the most miserable of all men if there's no resurrection. But because there is a resurrection and there is a judgment day, you and I are willing to go out and face this stuff. 
and be called racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and and be hated by our, our betters, be hated by our neighbors, be hated by family members, be hated by our colleagues in the workplace. Oh, the re- oh, baby, there's a judgment day. There is a judgment day. There is a judgment day. There is a resurrection from the dead. And all my hopes are for the other side. It ain't in this life, baby. It's not in this life. My hope is not in this life. It's in the next life. And that ought to scare the Antichrist people. Because those of us of the faith in Jesus Christ have great hope. And we follow our, 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 our master. Or I was going to say our martyr, but that's, that's the true statement. We follow our martyr, Jesus Christ, who literally gave his life for us. And we can do no less. You're going to call me a dirty name? <laughs> You're going to kick me out of your synagogue? The answer is yes. Yes and yes. And you know what? I ain't quitting. Neither are my brethren. Neither are my brethren. And there's a lot of white folk that aren't Christian that, that feel the same way. They're saying it's not, it's not, it's, there, there's something in, out there called honor. Even if you don't believe in a resurrection, it helps. But even if you don't believe in a resurrection, there's something called honor. There's something called honor. It's like, you know, I'm not living this way. I'm not living under your thumb. I owe more to my ancestors and my offspring than to be an example of moral cowardice in the face of these religious zealots. The religious zealots are the Antichrist religious zealots. Those who tell you you have to hate your ancestors. And you got a little, little Johnny become Susie. Those people are nuts. They're worse, than the, they're worse than nuts. They're evil. And there's men and women with honor who aren't Christian at all who said, you know what, we're not putting up with this stuff. Because they have honor. And it's worth their life in this life to put up with the hatred of these evil people. God bless them. They're going to stand better at the judgment day than a lot of these Christians that are simply cowards. They call themselves Christians, but the first people that are lined up for hell are the cowards. Revelation 19, 20, or 21. I can't remember which one now. 21, 19, 21, 9. Anyway, the Bible has a list of people that are going to go to hell. The first people in that line of list are the cowards. And that goes for Christians. That's Christians and pastors. Well, I was afraid, Lord, I was afraid. I was afraid they were going to call me racist and, and a Nazi. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of men, a lot of women said, you know what, you can call me whatever you want. It, it, they're not even Christian, and they won't put up with this stuff. How much more the pastors? How much more the pastors? How much more the pastors? Well, you know, we're supposed to be uh, above reproach and, and uh, you know... Yeah, like Jesus, right? They said he was demon-possessed. That his daddy was a Samaritan. Mama was a immoral woman. And he did, they didn't do that because he healed the sick and raised the dead. They did it because he got in the faces of the people who call themselves Jews. He says, you're of your daddy, the devil. You're not from God. If you were from God, you would have believed in me. Jesus Christ said to them, well, that's rather divisive. Yep, that's my point. Well, that was anti-Semitic. Yep, that's my point. Well, that was intolerant. Yep, that's my point. And he tells the Samaritan woman, he says, look, I didn't come for y'all. I didn't come for y'all. I didn't come for y'all. I didn't come for you. I didn't come for your people. I don't care, don't care about your, de- your demon-possessed daughter. I didn't come for you people. I only came for my brethren. Well, he's racist now, too. 
And I'm telling you, we got this whole thing backwards. But the people are waking up. The church is waking up. White folk are waking up. And it's gonna, it's only going to get worse. Okay, you don't go through this stuff, and then the other side said, oh, ha, yeah, just kidding. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Um, you know, let's all play patty cakes and get along. Yet. No, we're going to war. We're going to war. We're at war now. The Civil War's already started. We've got political prisoners in America. The head of the political opposition, he's facing 700 years in jail. They've already, take, already fined him, I don't know, four or $500 million. As an example to the rest of us, many of us have lost our jobs. Many have been kicked out of schools. And you got men on the women's basketball team, and we're still quiet. This is going to get ugly. It's going to get worse. You better know who your God is. You better know whether or not you, you will live for your own honor, even if you're not a Christian. Do you have any honor in you? Or, or is it all about cowardice and what I can get? I know, I know, man. I, I got this guy in mind. Fritz, just keep your mouth shut. Delete everything you've done off the Internet. You owe your kids, uh, uh, you know, an income. And unfortunately, that's the, that's the belief of many Christians, many pastors, to their shame. The answer is no. That's not how Stephen felt about things. No, that's not how Jesus felt about things. No, that's not how Jeremiah felt about things. No, that's not how James felt about things. I owe my God, my ancestors, and my offspring much, much more than next week's paycheck. Judas Iscariot got next week's paycheck. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.